Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Gina. She is from the ground up floral and she started out her journey as, believe it or not, pursuing marine biology. DIY'd her own wedding and has turned into what I would say a very, very talented florist in her industry. Yeah. In her own words, she makes kick-ass floral arrangements. It's true. It's true. She does. They're beautiful. You should definitely be following her on Instagram, but we're talking more about her journey today. Yeah. So we're talking about the transition of her hobby mindset to the business mindset and what it really looked like when she was chasing brides and chasing weddings, but really realized that she needed to be paying attention to other pieces of her business. So she shares with us some tactics and strategies that she was able to pull from our program, the Strategy Academy, to help her do that, to figure out what to do and when to do it, to actually focus on your business holistically instead of just like one tiny detail. And so she's talking about Everything from traveling the world to speak, workshops, educating other florists, and everything in between. So really, really taking the idea outside of just the realm of a bouquet and really looking at it as a business and what else can she add on. So I think this will spark you with some ideas that maybe you can implement in your own business so you're not just focusing on one tiny detail. We're excited to have you. I still remember the day your order came in for Strategy Academy. And I literally like freaked out and I called Emily and I said, oh my God, we're doing something right. She's like the ideal client ever. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I literally was just so pumped because for those of you who don't know, I'm a little floral obsessed and... Well, you're in good company. (laughs) Well, I saw Gina's work and all the things she was doing. And I was like, I'm going to have so much fun hanging out with her. And then we did. Yes. Anyway, I'm just 
it has come full circle. I've loved getting to know you and I'm excited to have you share your story. Let's take it back for a minute and talk a little bit about how you got started in the floral industry and what kind of pivots you've made over time. (laughs) All right. So long story short, I was kind of that psycho bride who did my own (laughs) wedding. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You know, I wanted to DIY everything, including like my invitations, which were like hand rolled pieces of paper in a message bottle because we were doing a beach theme. So I was like, well, I want to do my own flowers because we're getting married on the coast of Oregon and there's not a florist for like 50 miles. So why don't I just DIY that too? Because, you know. (laughs) Brides should be doing their floral bouquets. Because that's what you should be doing. That's what I did. Exactly. But I did it. I did it the right way. I made sure I knew what I was doing first. I took a very basic design course and I really liked it. I was actually in line to be a marine biologist or like an invertebrate biologist. And this has kind of like changed my course. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit, a little bit, like totally just the opposite <laughs> direction. But I I loved it. I fell in love with it on my wedding day and I wanted to do more. So I had to look out, like I looked up, I researched, got a better basic education. From there, I went as far to get nationally certified with the American Institute of Floral Design. I also joined the Chapel Designers. Uh, They're a group of designers. They're a lot more like East Coast, but um, if you don't know Holly Chapel, she's an amazing florist, and she's our flower mm-hmm. mama. She's she's awesome. It's very nice to have community mm-hmm. in whatever you do. So that's I kind of was seeking that out, and I actually just got back yesterday from my first of three sessions for my European Master's Certificate. It's going to be exciting. The next portion of my study is going to be nomenclature, so I have to learn like 200 Latin names. What? Yeah. (laughs) It's very involved. It's super in-depth. It's beyond like, okay, make a bouquet. It definitely, like, it's study. It's homework. (laughs) But the test, the final test, the third portion is going to be in Belgium. And yeah, so we have to do a hands-on portion and like a nomenclature test. And it's very involved. (laughs) Lots of studying. So I want to hear more about all of the amazing opportunities that you've either like learned and researched, given yourself or kind of opened up for your business, not necessarily in product offerings, but just like stuff that you've decided to learn and get like extra titles and like, because of the entire floral industry or what your business has taken you, because I think some people are like, okay, cool, let's just make some bouquets. But you like, for instance, just got back from San Francisco. So tell us a little bit more about what else you do because of this industry. I'm starting to teach a lot more is where it's kind of leaning. I've positioned myself so that I know beyond the basics of floral design and that I'm more trying to position myself as an educator. And it's hard because I actually had this conversation with a few of the other florists that were in the the classes because they're all, they range from, you know, beginner. And I hate to use that word beginner because we all have to start somewhere, but it's a whole variety of people. And Mm -hmm. I had this discussion with another florist of where there's, influencers who are teaching floral design, but then there are educators who are teaching floral design. And there's people that'll make a bouquet, but it'll look pretty for 10 minutes and then it'll fall apart. But then there's educators that can show you how to make a bouquet that'll last and it will be beautiful and properly done. That's kind of where I am. I believe in making things the way they should be made to be 
lasting and quality and not only just beautifully aesthetically it's gonna it's gonna last a lot longer so that's kind of where I'm at and I did get approached for teaching a class in April at my local wholesaler so I'm very excited about that and I also am participating in our Northwest Floral Garden Show. They're going to do something called Floral Wars. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what it entails. They haven't quite told me the details, but for my portion, they're going to have me go up with another local designer who's also certified in the same certifications. And I guess they're going to just like put stuff out for us to make and chat with the audience about floral education and have a good time. So it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that. It sounds like Abby. Yeah, you should come yeah, down. No, that sounds like my my dream. You could be my assistant. Like, I'll totally have you. <laughs> you could come be my assistant. Love it. Do it. Awesome. Well, I want to know a little bit more about like how the business itself evolved. So you started out literally doing it because you wanted to be able to do your own wedding and do it right. Yeah. But then what kind of made you decide, I should be doing this, like, for a living? It was funny. I I was getting asked to do, like, the apartment complexes, managers, wedding, like, just side jobs here and there. I was was like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. Like, now I have to write a proposal and I have to do all this other stuff. And maybe I should, like, do it properly. So... It's funny because, like, to get my wholesaler account, you have to have a reseller permit in the state of Washington. So, to actually do my own wedding and bring my flowers to Oregon, I had to open up a wholesale account. So, in a way, I sort of accidentally incorporated myself because I was like, well, I need to get wholesale flowers, but I don't have a business license. So, I'll just make up a name and it'll be dumb and I'll whatever, I'll get my wholesale flowers. That's how I started my sole proprietorship. I was called Il Bel Fiore, which was a really poor choice. Nobody knew how to say <laughs> it. Like, how do you? Yeah, how do you say it? How do you spell it? How do you Google it? Yeah, constantly. Like that. after being Il Bel Fiore for a couple of years, it was getting really annoying because people are like, "What does that mean? How do you spell that? What? How do you say that?" And I was like, "Okay, well, totally not a good brand." So I did some branding research. I actually had a branding party. So this will be my third year as From the Ground Up Floral. And that was really fun. If you guys want to know more about that, it it was a lot of fun. I invited people over yeah, what? a branding What's party. A branding so party? I basically invited my friends over and a few other people that are in my industry that are good, like vendor friends. I call them frienders. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they sat around and I'm like, okay, here's my mood board. Cause the, you know, those kind of people totally understand mood boards. I'm like, this is kind of what I'm going for right. with my graphic designer who I had hired. And this is the feel, this is the look, like, give me like a few names and we'll put them in a jar. And I made food. We had cocktails and I sent them home with flowers. It was just really fun to like pick other people's brains about what they felt from my brand mood board. So then um, you'll see this on my Instagram. It's really funny. I had my son like tape up all the names that were in this little jar up to the wall. And the next day I came back with a fresh pair of eyes and I just kind of like looked at the wall and I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. And then, you know, I've I picked out the name from all of those pieces of paper that we taped up on the wall. And that's how I got from the ground up floral. 
but it's also kind of a play on words because from the ground up floral, my intent is to open a storefront and um, also serve coffee. So Mm. it's kind of a work in progress to get there, but I was thinking ahead when I did pick the name. I think that's really important Mm -hmm. to, to do when you're branding yourself is to think towards the future a little bit as well. Yeah. No, I think that's super smart. Everyone who's stuck on what the heck to call your business or how other people feel when they look at your your brand mm-hmm. and your business, like I want to do that. That's it amazing. Was so much fun. Set up a little party and ask for feedback. I love that. Yeah. So from day one, I kind of had my thoughts on like what I look like from the outside rather than mm-hmm. what I yeah. want to portray because when you go that route, you're, you you kind of get stuck eventually on like, why is this not portraying what I want it to portray? And, right. Well, and I think so many people who turn a hobby or a passion into a business, especially that like organically like you did, I feel like it happens to a lot yeah. of people where like, I just started doing this for a friend or for myself or for fun. And then I turn it into a business. We don't treat it like a business on day one when we're that kind right. of people. And loan it when it shifts organically like that. And and it's kind of hard. It's I think it's a lot easier and a lot more freeing to just kind of like dive into it, see what happens. Let's see if this is an actual thing. And then you kind of step back and you're like, okay, here are the complications with the name or the branding, or here's where I want to take it in the future. And like, let's kind of rehash For this sure. stuff. So outside of all of that, with the when did the like certifications and the workshops and the teaching, when did you integrate that into your business? Because you're doing like bridal work. Yeah. So how do you have time? Uh, do I don't have time. Else? I don't sleep. I like, I don't sleep. That's all there is to it. <laughs> no, really the past uh, two or three years since I rebranded my company, I've been really focused on gaining the education and the skills to be an educator as well as offer like kick-ass floral designs and do amazing styled shoots and I mean I love doing styled shoots they're they're the most fun ever I I wish that I got paid more for them like but that's that's a you know we'll we'll get there but it's just great I love I love what I do so talk to me about like how your schedule is it seasonally where you're able to integrate like okay during like this crazy bridal season, I'm uh, not speaking, I'm not teaching, I'm not doing any of this stuff. What does your actual schedule look like? My actual schedule is just, it's kind of pure chaos. It's really funny when we did that, that exercise in the strategy Academy where they're like, turn you know, yeah. like, look at your schedule. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> from yeah. like one to three, it's chaos, chaos. And then like when the kids get <laughs> home, it's more chaos. And then when they go to bed, it's a little quiet, but there's still some chaos. But <laughs> I literally wrote chaos on that worksheet. <laughs> It's hard. I really, really would love to be a person that can stick to a schedule and have things implemented. Wedding work, I'll buy my roses like a Monday. Other stuff that's a little more fragile, I'll prep and do on a Wednesday. Usually I get all that stuff put together by Thursday night, Friday night. I'm usually up all night doing the wedding work. And our season is interesting here. I feel like it's really... It's like super elongated. I don't know if you've noticed that too, but I feel like people are noticing they can save money in the off season on their venue. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have three more weddings in December. I don't have much going on in November, but I was thinking about doing some classes, but it's just, and then it picks right back up again in like February, March, I have more stuff going on. I'm like, gosh, guys, wedding season's going to be year round pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Which I don't mind at all. It's, it's 
great. Hashtag global warming. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. it's it's heading that way. Right. <laughs> right. No joke. No joke. Yeah. December weddings. Nice. December weddings are beautiful. I love doing December weddings. Oh, I'm sure. My wedding was in hot, hot, hot summers, literally 112 degrees outside. It was an outdoor oh, wedding. So- I always feel so, so bad pinning on the boutonnieres for the guys that have to wear suits for those days. They're like mm-hmm. dripping in sweat. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So, so sorry. But it was like 60 degrees the weekend before and then Oklahoma oh. just decided to hate us. Hey, have yeah. a heat wave. Here you go. Exactly. You're welcome. So I want to jump into and really talk to you about when you decided to invest in the Strategy Academy and what sort of things you start implementing because of it. Yeah, that was a really good one. And I feel like I'm your probably your weird off-the-wall person who didn't really know much about you guys before I started with you. Yeah, it was funny. Mm -hmm. I ran across your podcast and then I was like, okay, we're totally gonna... I think I just came about you guys totally backwards. I I found you from your podcast because my other job, I work with dogs all day and there's barking and it's loud and my manager hates it when I wear headphones, but I do it anyways. (laughs) So I like binge listen on whatever I'm listening to. So I found you guys through that. And I decided that I really liked the way you guys present your information. I signed up for the free course, but I didn't really, I didn't really have time to get into it before I decided to buy. But I knew it was going to help me as far as figuring out more of a linear way to get things done and implemented like stage by stage. And that's exactly what I was needing at the time. It helped a lot. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So talk to us a little bit about the process of figuring out how to plan what to do next, hashing out your MVP, work us through kind of some of those exercises and what you found in doing that in your own business. Yeah. So it was a real eye opener when you guys, I know I knew my website needed work for sure, but when you guys took a peek at it and Emily were like this and this and this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> You're yes. I know. I totally need to do that. And I think for me, I take critique pretty well. Like it's not going to make me cry and go in a little hole because I'm, I'm extremely extroverted. I love meeting people. I love doing that sort of thing. So I kind of take it as, okay, cool. So that's where I can work on. That's what I can implement. And I think it really helped me, especially with the tough love that you guys, Emily specifically gives. <laughs> I just think it's, it's great. Sometimes you need somebody to yell at you to get something done. And I think it, it just having the next step in front of you and having the network of ladies and the support to know that you can do it, even if you don't have a whole lot of time to just get something out there and move forward to the next step. Um, I, I just think that's, it's invaluable. You just, you need that so much in your business. Well, and I feel like you're in a unique situation where your product is so time yeah, sensitive. Oh my gosh. Like there's no, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't prep flowers three days in advance. Yeah. You can't batch a year's just, worth of I weddings. Mean, there's nothing you can <laughs> right. do about it. You're doing it the mm-hmm. day before so that everything's the freshest uh-huh. and looks the most beautiful on the day of. And so I think it's nice that you were able to come into this like, okay, I realize these are things I can't change, but these are things that I tangibly mm-hmm. have control over. And really kind of taking that back because I feel like when you get in a season of, well, these are just my circumstances and I can't do anything about it. You start telling yourself that about everything and instead of like stepping back and saying, well, actually on a Tuesday, I'm generally Mm -hmm. pretty light because I can't do flowers on Tuesday, maybe a little prep on the roses, but that's about it. So you have right. time for things. And I have noticed there are days like that. Yeah, I do. I do. I usually have my wholesale buying days and, and then, you know, the off days are email days or whatever because mm-hmm. brides need handholding. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because it is a product business, 
but it is also a service yes, business yes, yes. if you think about it. Yeah. So yep. I always have to have my ears open, like constantly, either if you guys are talking about products or service, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, I just need to soak all of it in because I'm going to be having to deal with both of it. In that, like finding your MVP, I feel like it's for me, I could definitely offer more to go things like, hey, if you want to come pick up a elopement bouquet and a boutonniere, come on down. Like you can come and pick that mm-hmm. up from my studio and I have no problem with that. I love those, to be honest. It's quick money. It's yeah. an amazing experience because they're going to take their bouquet to somewhere beautiful and I'll probably get really good pictures. Yeah. So I love those. And those are going to have a nice big spot on my website as soon as I thought I was going to have more time to implement stuff. Like this week was going to be my chill week, you know, do homework and chill, but that didn't happen. <laughs> it was really, really hard homework. It was a lot tougher than I was expecting. So this week with my competition coming up will be my chill week, possibly. <laughs> Well, I just love how you're like, you're thinking outside of the box of like, okay, I serve brides and I make bouquets and like, that's my product. And that's all I've, I've got to focus on because at at Mm -hmm. some point, like you can only serve so many brides. So what else is your business going to provide for you? So finding the little pieces here and there where you're able to like, not that like elopement bouquets are passive by any means, but like, what is that version for your business? Yeah, totally. And I feel like I'm I'm heading in the direction of I would love to start teaching florists as mm-hmm. well and yeah. open up that B2B side because there's so many florists who they don't do things the way that most creative businesses do now and they should because mm-hmm. they're missing out on a lot. They still have like the Telefloral website or, you know, they have somebody else make their website and it makes no sense. Like it's just old school, mm-hmm. like the weird ordering page that you see when you go to order flowers from a shop. And that's why a lot of the shops are failing. Yes, I 100% agree with you. We like we order flowers often to send to people and through work Mm -hmm. and whatever. And it's still I feel like it's one of those like untapped like y'all haven't caught up. (laughs) Right. It's so stuck in the 90s. I'm like, guys. And I think the like the taste of people like it's a lot more modern now, or at least in my perspective, maybe that's just all I I feel. But but yeah, (laughs) and I'm like 1-800-Flowers is not what mm-hmm. I want sitting in my no. my mm-hmm. kitchen. It's just not. No. And so I love the idea yeah. of modernizing all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I would love to offer shipping. Like I would love to be able to be that person that provides that, but it's oh, so no, expensive sure. to ship stuff over oh right now. Outrageous. Totally. Yeah. Outrageous. So, you know, maybe in the future we'll do some online ordering where well, I can ship farther away. But I think like your mentality of equipping other florists to do it like you do it. So like Mm -hmm. they start popping up in their own cities because ultimately like even like online, like that is outright. It's expensive for the person buying it because shipping is outrageous. It's hard for you to get it out the door. So like maybe that's not the way that you make this new movement, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, go across the world. It's equipping other designers to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. And I feel like the people that I know, like the floral network that I have of the community in my industry, it's it's awesome. I mean, we call each other all the time. I just got back from being with 30 different florists from all over the country. And I mean, the camaraderie is just amazing. So we have that going for sure. I feel like if you find the right group of people, you can definitely go far because they, yeah. they'll be there for you and help you out. And I'm always willing to listen 
if somebody needs something or an idea or how to use Instagram, for instance, mm-hmm. I had to teach a whole, like, she's like, I can't get into my Instagram. I'm locked out. I'm like, oh, honey, let me help oh, you. Honey. <laughs> well, and I think like for everyone listening, I love hearing that from you because how many Instagram courses are there? Like a bajillion, right? How many people are out there like serving their own audience on Instagram and teaching you how to use this? But I feel like for every single market, there's just an untapped education space for that particular type of industry. And so you looking at it as, okay, I can provide guidance for people out there who need it. Even though there's resources out there, it may not be customized to the type of people I want to serve. And so you're not letting that stop you. You're, You're still adding to that option. And I love that. Yes. And I think it's really rare for other floral. I mean, not so much with the newer generation florists, but the older generation florists, they don't really look outside their lane very much. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't see what is going on. And they're always, I also had this conversation with somebody. They're like, well, why doesn't the American floral endowment do some research on the market? I'm like, okay, because that would be like your mom stalking you on Snapchat. Uh Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. just weird when <laughs> be like your older generation on Snapchat. <laughs> well, really, like you know, when your yeah. mom gets a new social media platform, you're like, "Oh God, here we go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that's what it's like because they come up with these like statistics that are all just, I'm sorry, they're bullshit. I'm like, yeah. no, that's definitely not what I would want to do. Like, I don't want to buy Gerber daisies. I, I love Gerber daisies, but they're so. 90s looking Mm -hmm. like there's styles and there's trends and they always get them weird. (laughs) I I don't want to add a stuffed bear to this arrangement right right now. Yeah. Balloons are, (laughs) balloons are out and unless you're doing an installment because then they're kind of cool, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. No Snickers bar mixed in with the (laughs) roses. No candy bouquets. Dang it. I still want a burrito bouquet. So if you could get me some. That would be kind of cool. You know, mix in some like kale and then like burritos. <laughs> I'm waiting on that. Those one. edible arrangements. Have you ever yeah. gotten one? I've gotten one. They're so expensive. First of they're all, they're expensive, and not only that, I I think they're kind of like it creeps me out to like think about Every somebody touching my fruit and putting it on a stick and then sending it to Every, all of yes, them. Exactly. I'm like, who touched this? Like, Everyone why, touched. Why is this in my living room? Like, this is really weird. I don't know. No. And then you had to make so much room for that in your fridge. When we got one, I was like, where am I going to put this? <laughs> you have yeah. to eat it all right now. <laughs> all the fruit right now. It's fine. But a burrito arrangement. Now. Yeah, that would go really fast. Yeah, you're onto something there. <laughs> so are there specific modules or lessons inside Strategy Academy that really struck a chord with you? I do plan on going back mm-hmm. through them. I feel like I I did get into depth in a lot of them, but the um, the Squarespace going through Squarespace, I'm totally gonna dive into that next week. Yeah, girl. And it's great because I can like it's there for me when I need it to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. But I think overall, I don't know. It's hard because I know right. my why, and I've mm-hmm. known my why for a very long time. I'm very driven and very ambitious, so that wasn't really the best part for me. But I think more on the fact of like how. And when do I need to implement these things? Mm-hmm. Getting on a schedule, having a social media schedule, like that's still so key. Like I spend so much time like randomly putting out an Instagram post or mm-hmm. been there, you know, and I, yeah. And like when you did the critique on my website, you're like, if you're going to blog, maybe just take the dates off like that. 
Yeah, and you can do uh, that, yeah. people. Like, exactly. no one's, you don't yeah. have to know that it was too. But now that you've said that, I go through other people's websites in my industry. I'm like, oh, yeah, it does look bad when you haven't blogged since <laughs> April 2016. Like, yeah, like, it does. Is this it makes sense now. I get it. Like, that yeah. <laughs> right? I love are you that. still well, doing things? <laughs> exactly. Is this, are you even in business? And I think, I don't think we realize that our people look at stuff like that and they're, they're checking right. the blog, they're checking Instagram, they're checking wherever. And so I think one of our biggest messages is that you don't have to be everywhere, but wherever you are going to be, you need to be right. consistently showing up because your people right. pay Definitely. attention to that. It's very important. Well, I've definitely loved seeing your progress and even in your mindset of realizing what you can cut in the things that you're spending your time and energy on and where you can shift your focus. And I really, really cannot wait to see more of, especially the education piece come out from you. I love, love when any of our students are like, I'm going to start teaching on this aspect because that's what I want everybody doing. Like go teach something that you know how to do really well because it's my favorite. Well, and you should. I I love the the motto of like, teach everything, you know, because why not? It's just going to get lost. You're going to, nobody's going to know how to do it in 20 years. If you don't teach people how to do it. I think of all the dying industries. Like my husband came home the other night, he's a landscape architect and they had someone come in. It was a local sculptor and he like sculpts in clay and then they like bronze metal cast it. And I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. The um, the amount of people still doing bronze metal casting. Like, I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. a huge industry, obviously, but like no. that's like people who can sculpt people like out of clay, mm-hmm. like that just doesn't exist very much at all. And so like, I don't want to see yeah. industries no, disappear true. because people stopped teaching their craft to other people. It's mm-hmm. important to me. Totally so agree. really quickly, I want to go into talk strategy to me and I want you to pull out three to five things you wish you would have known before coming into Strategy Academy. If you could talk to your former self or all the people sitting on the fence, what would you say to them? <laughs> if I could talk to my former self, <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was scared to do things because mm-hmm. I usually see myself as pretty, you know, fearless, but it's true. Like, just do it. Just find a, like, my biggest thing, and especially, like, I know you guys were really happy for me too, but I do have a side job. Mm -hmm. I work three days a week right now grooming dogs, which, I mean, I wish I loved it. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, I wish I loved it because I would be happy and I would make a lot of money, but it's that thing, like it's my heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. So if your heart's not in something, get out. Like, yeah. And a long time, like it's still a money, like a money issue for me because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be able to, like my husband has a good job. It's not an issue, but like my money provides us with like extra groceries and right. the things that we don't have to budget for. Mm-hmm. So it's always hard when you're a little bit, you know, you need that money, but if your heart's not in it, like find a way to make your other thing work, mm-hmm. like find a way. So, I mean, after the holidays, I'll, I'll be able to go down to one day a week, yes. um, which I haven't really told my manager. <laughs> I haven't told my manager this, but I've put so much time and energy into mm-hmm. my wedding business and getting that as like good as I can by myself, you know, hiring people is another story. 
we'll probably mm-hmm. chat later about. But, <laughs> you know, get something as good as you can so it'll support you mm-hmm. yeah. and get rid of what you don't care about. Yep. That's it, guys. That's that all you need be, to know. That would be a good one for me. I know, right? Like, just do what you love. Yes. Also, let's see. Past me would probably benefit from, I don't know. Let's see. That's kind of tough. Now that I've, like, spilled my whole soul about just doing what you love, that's probably my biggest one, I think. That's okay. <laughs> let's see. So, yeah. No, I was going into the fact of being fearless. Like, if you're afraid to put a shout that course or, you know... So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like you can fix it and tweak it and pivot your stuff. And, you know, if it's not something somebody wants to buy, figure out why. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah. So I think with my products, I had shitty pictures up. Like (laughs) all I need to do is tweak it and make some better pictures on my website. And I could probably easily be selling daily arrangements, you know, to my local community. I haven't really done that yet, but we need to implement it. And that's... That's part of the, the course as well, like implementation. You need to focus on just doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. How about you tell everyone where they can follow you, see all your beautiful work, and hang out with you online? Yeah, so I'm at www.fromthegroundupfloral.com. My Instagram is the same, and my Facebook is the same. So you can find me at From the Ground Up Floral pretty much anywhere. And I do have a podcast that came out. So if you're in the floral industry and you want to hear and learn about other florists doing their thing, let me know. Yeah, that's awesome. What's it called? It's From the Ground Up Floral Podcast. So it's really simple. All the right names across (laughs) the boards. I love it. Super Across the board. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Gina. Yeah, my pleasure. It was amazing. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.